ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி பர்சீவ் அ யூனிக் வே ஆஃப் எக்ஸ்பிரஸிங் இன் சஃபரிங் ஆஸ் போர்ட்ரேட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் நற்றினை டூ செவன்டி செவன் பென் பை தும்பிசேர் கீரனார் த வேர்ஸ் இஸ் சுச்சுவேட்டட் இன் த ட்ரைலன்ஸ் ஆஃப் பாலை அண்ட் ஸ்பீக்ஸ் இன் த வாய்ஸ் ஆஃப் அ லேடி டு அ பீ expressing her anguish at the bee's seeming indifference to her plight kodiye vali tumbi innoi padugadil amma yan ninakku uraithana meye karumayanriyum sevvan arivum karido araniloi ninakke manai urai kaakkum maanperum kidakkai nunmul veeli thaadudu poduliya thaaruvadu peeram moodi veerubada naatram inmaiyin pasalai oodai sirugurum paravaikku oodi viraivudan nenjinegil seidadin payano anbu ilar vemmalai arunjuram irandorkku ennilai urayai sendru avan varave opening with kodiyai we see something addressed as heartless and we learn that this something is a tumbi or a bee the phrase yan ninakku uraithana is filled to the brim with dejection for it means what is the point of telling you when we glimpse at taadudu poduliya taaruvadu peeram moodi or swarming around the fruiting ridge god plants flower filled with pollen we understand what the set b has been up to the phrase natram inmayin pasalai udai meaning owing to the lack of fragrance you are not swarming around my pallor is intriguing because it implies that the pallor of pining that spreads on a lady's form was imagined as a flower why because as this phrase implies there seems to be an expectation that a bee swarm around this pallor the phrase vemmalai arunjuram irandor meaning the one who parted away to the difficult to be crossed drylands amidst the hot mountains describes the person and his actions that have wrought such pain in the lady The verse ends on a note of accusation in ennilai urayai sendru avan varave meaning you seem not to go there and speak of my state so that he would return time to explore more the man and lady had been in a love relationship when the lady's parents started receiving proposals from strangers seeking the lady's hand in marriage realizing the gravity of the situation the confidant and the lady reveal the lady's relationship with the man to the lady's parents after the lady's kitten can accept the man he parts away to gather wealth to offer to them towards his wedding with the lady the time he promised he would return passes by and the lady suffers in love and pining one day seeing a bee buzzing near her the lady turns to it and says you are cruel may you live long o bee let this affliction in me strike you too indeed what is the use of telling you seems like not just your body is black but even your clear intellect is stained black do you think what you're doing is just on that which spreads all around and guards this fine house on that fence stitched with sharp thorns blooms with pollen the fruiting piram flowers 
You swarm around this flower and suckle honey, but you don't seem to part from it to swarm around the pallor that has bloomed on my skin, perhaps owing to its lack of fragrance. Or maybe it's because you run to your little mate and delight its heart instantly. You seem not to go speak of my state to the loveless one who has parted away to those impassable drylands amidst the hot mountains and make him come here. With these words, the lady gives vent to the pain in her heart at the man's delay in returning to claim her hand in marriage. Now let us listen intently beyond the buzz of mere meaning. The lady's anger, hurt and dejection comes out right away when she accuses a bee of being cold-hearted, wishes her own pain on the bee and concludes saying, what is the point of talking to it anyway? Even after that dejected statement, she reverts back to anger and decides the bee's intellect must be as black as its body. Then she describes the scene where all this is unfolding. A fine mansion appears before our eyes in the first shot. Then we zoom to the fence that surrounds this home. It's a well-made fence stitched together with small thorns. It makes me think it must be like an electric fence with a fine mesh that we see today, although made from nature stingers, thorns. On this natural fence, Nature finds refuge in the form of a rich god, Creeper. The theme of the song may echo of the drylands, but this is no dried-up Creeper, for fruits hang down, echoing its fertility. However, it's not the fruit that the poem zooms on finally, but a flower filled with pollen. The bee is attracted to this yellow flower and seems to be doing what bees do best, suckle honey. However, this seems to anger the lady for she accuses the bee of ignoring the flower that has bloomed on her forehead that we know as the pallor of pining. Then she decides that it must be because this flower of pining does not invite the bee with its fragrance. Another reason could be that the bee seems to be intent on rushing to its mate and filling it with delight, the lady notes with resentment. The lady has come to the conclusion about the callousness of the bee as it seems not to fly to the man who is far away in the drylands in order to beckon him to return to the lady. Echoing an aspect in modern day psychology known as projection wherein a feeling within is displaced on another being, the poem shows us that here it's a bee that gets this treatment from the lady who cannot accept her present. And B. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and minds. Please visit nandinikarki.com to share your thoughts and do rate and review Sangam Lit on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.